This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fern Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Here today, thinking about the close of the year. It's uh, December 21st when I'm recording this, and I'm thinking about a couple deals I got coming up that are closing, kind of uh, in tune here with the close of the year. Christmas is coming this week, New Year's which is my anniversary, purposely was married on December 31st, one, so that I could remember it, and then two, because then I could get uh, tax status of married filing jointly, so that really helped out. That's back when I was practicing law full-time, and single, that's uh, not a good tax bracket to be in. As you know, as a real estate investor, there's some better options. You can become a real estate professional. You can have passive activity losses. You can take bonus depreciation, cost segregation, lots of tax write-offs. I didn't really have those as a, as a real estate attorney. I had some passive investments and then I was still had some active mobile home park stuff at the, uh, you know, back six, seven years ago, but it was, I couldn't be a passive activity loss guy, a real estate professional because I had a W-2 job. So anyway, close the year is a good time for me because it really changed my tax status forever. And uh, knock on wood, I'll be married uh, to the same beautiful lady for the rest of my life. So what was I going to talk about today? Closing documents. That's right. So when I'm buying something, I want to make sure I'm getting what I think I'm getting. And the old handshake doesn't work that well, unfortunately, in the real estate business because there's a lot of bad actors out there. So I like to button things up at closing. And I know a lot of people that just, they literally get a closing statement the day of closing and they sign it from the title company. Title companies often make mistakes. I'm in the midst of a closing for this week where the title company is, is incompetent and obstinate. And it's just literally the deal was supposed to close a week ago and we're still fighting over them getting their job right. So I'm kind of frustrated, but at least I can supervise them a little bit by having good documents. And this also helps me supervise the seller. The first document I'm going to cover today is the bill of sale. A bill of sale on a mobile home is, is pretty standard. Mobile homes are considered personal property or vehicles or chattel. Basically, they tra- get transferred via title. If you get the original title from the manufacturer, like when you're a, you have your retailer's license, it's not actually called a title or a bill. You don't you don't really get a certificate of title. You get a manufacturer's certificate of origin, but it's basically the same thing. It just means when you, the retailer, sell to the first guy, that person has to pay sales tax. And it has to register it and get a real title. And it has two sizes of paper, basically, instead of one. Otherwise, it looks very similar. It's a different color, too. But anyway, bill of sale, you can you should use on every individual mobile home that you purchase. When you're buying a home from an individual, they're going to be a little more intimidated if you got a long-form bill of sale. And it's only one at a time, so it's, there's tend to be not as much risk. When you're buying a mobile home park that comes with park-owned homes, you need a bill of sale to be buttoned up. And this is in basically normal contract form. It's got bill sale at the top. And then it has the whereas clauses. You know, whereas this is made and entered into this day of X from seller Y to buyer Z. And whereas the person, the seller also owns the real real property located at this address, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you got to have whereas clauses as to I got it under contract with X company, reassign it to Y company. And you reference the assignment. Basically, you're, built, you're, you're papering a chain of title and a chain of transaction. And ultimately, the, the, the kind of the phrases, phrase that pays, as I used to say in law school, 
is you get through the transfer and assignment and particularly the representations and warranties of the seller. These are things like the seller represents and warrants that it owns the property, that the property is free and clear of all security interests, liens, title retention agreements, and other encumbrances, etc. That it possesses the full right, power, and authority to transact and to assign the personal property. That all property taxes for this personal property are paid. And that even so, even if, if there's an error later, they'll execute a power of attorney in favor of the buyer on a form prescribed by the state to enable the transfer. Uh, typically, as the buyer, the way you, you give here is you say, I'm buying all the homes as is, where is, how is. Basically saying the seller makes no implied or other warranty of habitability or merchantability, things like that. And then typically have a mutual indemnification provision, but really you have the seller indemnifying. That's why that's why it's in there as a buyer. I mean, there's not much I have to indemnify for as the buyer, frankly. But I want the seller to indemnify me, basically saying that if, if anybody comes out of the woodwork or comes back from Nam and says, "Hey, where's my where's my trailer?" that you're going to stand up here and defend me. And if you can get those sort of reps and warranties in your bill of sale, it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. If you want to go evict people from the possession of home, if there's a squatter, if a home was, you know, quote, abandoned, I should do a whole other podcast on abandoned housing, actually, because I get lots of questions about abandoned housing, quiet title, um, bonded title, you know, people to demo stuff, you know, demo stuff without the title. So maybe I'll make a note here to do that. Note to Todd. That's what I call myself, Todd. Uh, abandoned housing, okay. All right, where was I? Bill of sale, closing docs. And you got the you got the witness whereas stuff at the end where you say this is the seller, this is the buyer. You have the proper signature block. Typically, I have an exhibit A, which is the legal description of the real property described in an earlier paragraph. And I have an exhibit B, which is description of the personal property. I typically want at least the lot number, the year, the make, and the VIN. That's all pretty easily. Sometimes you can't get the model, and then sometimes people don't want to measure it, and it's a pain to go measure all the homes, so you don't make them do that. Um, and some titles don't even have square footage, so you have to, or size, so you have to just kind of physically measure them. And then it's hard to be accurate because, you know, 1680 is really 15 feet 8 inches by 75 feet 11 inches. It's just, each brand's a little different, but it's not the true numbers you even see on the title. So anyway, this, this closing document, very important, bill of sale. For our next lesson here, we're going to cover a similar closing document. It's going to be called the Assignment of Leases. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.